This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. It's Pat and Stu. We've got more Donald Trump news than you can shake a stick at. And again, I don't know why you shake a stick at news. I don't know why that happens, but uh, apparently it does. When will it end? What? The stick shaking? I don't know. I don't know. I'm talking about the Trump days of summer. That's another uh, that's another issue entirely, and I I, I expected it to be over about three weeks ago. (laughs) I honestly did. I really thought because I remember from last time. Everybody who entered the race shot to the top because mm-hmm. they were new. People didn't know about him. They thought, okay, maybe, good, maybe it's Rick Santorum. And then they decided, eh, no. Okay, well, good, maybe it's Rick Perry. Uh, no. Oh, Michelle Bachman? Uh, no. Herman Cain? Herman Cain, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. no. Newt Gingrich? No, yeah, yeah, no. yeah, no. Yeah, that was the pattern. It, it was the pattern. It's not the pattern this time. This, uh, this time, people enter the we'll race see. and they kind of linger and they kind of then go away it seems like well trump is the only one who's really gotten any traction and shot immediately to the top well he has he did not shoot immediately to the top actually i mean it took him not immediately but it was it was was not an announcement bump with donald trump it was a controversy bump it was a news coverage bump which is you know again what every one of these pollsters look at those numbers see Mm -hmm. is that it's with the amount of coverage he's getting it's no surprise at all he's leading the the pack um at the end of the show today we we kind of got onto something pretty interesting because uh the other day he was talking about um mexico and uh, nabisco nabisco's moving one of their plants their chicago plant to uh, mexico and he loves oreos he said but he's not going to eat them anymore because now they're made in mexico He's also been saying that, uh, you know, China is beating the crap out of us and he's going to take care of China. He's, he's going to make America great again uh, because he's sick of all these jobs going to China. He's going to bring them back here. He knows how to do it. He'll get it done. Well, uh, Jake Tapper is already kind of and then we we talked about uh, are his suits made in Mexico because somebody brought that up and took a, a 
uh, shot of one of his suits, and it said "Made in Mexico." Mm -hmm. How do you bash Nabisco, and then, and then you have plants making your ties and suits in Mexico? Jake Tapper also apparently donned a Donald Trump brand tie for uh, his interview a few weeks ago. I guess this was back in June, and uh, and it was made in China. <laughs> it was made in China. Trump uh, he says his answer is pretty reasonable. Um, it's a business decision he's more or less forced into by China and the U.S. government policies. I can sign on to this as far as it goes. If this is what the market demands, it's fine for Trump to do whatever. I guess this is a, a, a Jake Tapper's take on it. For Trump to do that while advocating for new policies that will help bring manufacturing jobs back to China. Sure seems a little hypocritical to me. Well, it, that might work with a previous position. It does not work with the Nabisco thing. No. Nabisco doesn't. is doing exactly what he's done. And he said he would never use their products again. Right. So, I mean, he should be boycotting himself. Yep. If he were at all consistent, which, by the way, he's no one's accusing him of being. Yeah, that's But true. if he were consistent, he would be boycotting his own products. I mean, because this is exactly what he's talking about. Look, we, it's what Glenn talked about at the beginning of the show. If you have um, a problem with people leaving your country because your country isn't competitive, you should make it more competitive. Not add tariffs. Not uh, antagonize other countries. Not just say you'll be better and can talk people into it. I, it's weird we heard that pitch from another presidential candidate. Remember, he was going to smooth out all of the world's ills because of the grand force mm -hmm. of his personality. Mm -hmm. Do you remember this at all from 2008? Mm -hmm. The same pitch, no specifics, I'm going to win the world over, everyone's going to want to work with us because of my grandiose, fantastic personality. With my own will, my sheer will of my personality and negotiation skills, I will be able to soothe all of these ills. The exact same argument comes out of a guy in the other party, and the people who couldn't stand it from Obama love it with Trump. Insane. That's just insanity. It is. It's just insanity. Now, of course, again, we're talking about less than a quarter of, of the Republican voters, but it's still a frustrating amount. It should be zero percent. Trump should be tied with Lindsey Graham. He should, by uh, rights. And honestly, if you look at it, by rights. Lindsey Graham's almost definitely more conservative than Donald Trump. Lindsey Graham's never proposed a wealth tax. Lindsey Graham has never uh, is not um, uh, proposing um, uh, massive uh, increases in um, tariffs that I know of. I mean, maybe he is. It certainly wouldn't surprise me out of Lindsey Graham. But I, I mean, like, nobody in the field has supported the wealth tax. Nobody. Well, only Donald Trump. Not Bernie Sanders. Only Donald Trump. Nobody else has said the Canadian healthcare system works. Uh, yeah, Lindsey Graham would not say well. that. He and would not say the Scottish healthcare system works no. well. No. I mean, he's an idiot. He's a terrible candidate and the worst senator in the United States. But he's more conservative than Donald Trump is. Every candidate in the field, including George Pataki, is more conservative than Donald Trump. <laughs> and, and we're saying, well, how come you guys won't get on the Trump bandwagon? Because we want someone who has some connection to conservative principles. That's why. Mm -hmm. Have you not got that from, from, from watching this show over the years? It's seemingly somewhat important to us. Yeah, it's... I don't know. Uh, I don't either. Uh, but he slammed Jeb Bush yesterday for try, uh, tying Asians to anchor babies. Said uh, the former governor dug himself into a deeper hole explaining his anchor babies comment. I believe that. His tweet was, in a clumsy move to get out of his anchor babies dilemma, 
where he signed that he would not use the term and now uses it. He blamed Asians. Uh, that is pretty lame and uh, pretty silly. Um, Jeb Bush, meanwhile, did blame some Asians for fraud in birthright citizenship. Here's what he had to say. What I was talking about was the specific case of fraud being committed where there's organized efforts, and frankly, it's more related to Asian people coming into our country, having children, in that organized efforts, taking advantage of, of, of a noble concept with his birthright citizenship. That's... Uh, uh... <laughs> Uh, it's, it's not a noble concept when illegal aliens have a baby here and then they can stay forever. Right. That's just not a noble concept. I'm sorry. It's a stupid. It's a stupid policy that's dooming the country. He's splitting a very bizarre hair here. Yeah, he is, is. Which is, uh, okay, it's, it's bad for Asians. No, I'm talking about organized efforts. Right, where they have I, I, I'm talking about, uh, where, you know, there, where there's... There's like a, an infrastructure. I'm not talking. I'm talking about a few people from Asia, not the millions who come in from Mexico, Central and South America. Right. Like what? that makes it better. Yeah. This is interesting because essentially the Asian people he's talking about are actually coming here legally. They're coming here on, on a tourist visit and, and they then almost intentionally have staying to. and having a baby here. Right. Um, to right. to get birthright citizenship. Uh, is that worse or better? than people who intentionally break the law to come here, live for 10 years, and then have a baby, and they get to stay. That's ridiculous. To me, I would actually think the Asian thing is better. Yeah. Because at least they're coming legally to do it. Right. Uh, the, the, uh, the immigrants that come over the border illegally are breaking the law just to commit this sort of uh, offense, where uh, the Asian thing, and this is interesting, uh, because I guess Rolling Stone, in between their false rape accusations, have been writing about this particular thing. And it is kind of interesting. I did not know anything about it uh, before uh, Jeb Bush made his comments and the Rolling Stone piece came out. But uh, they talk, it's a very lengthy story. And as far as I know, nowhere in it do they falsely accuse someone of rape or an entire college of uh, mishandling rape. Uh, but what it does do is talk about uh, Asian families who spend $20,000 to come over here on vacation. They fly into Hawaii. They get hunkered down in a nice hotel room, which is specifically designed for this process. They have the baby here so they can have the citizenship here that, so that their kids can get the better education and they can uh, and flourish, hopefully, in the United States someday. The, and the parents themselves will be better connected and be able to have better business contacts and stuff because they'll be able to visit uh, more freely. Um, and uh, it's, it's the type of thing that I guess if you look like nine months pregnant, we can turn you away. As you come in, because we suspect you might be coming here for this purpose. Mm -hmm. So they talk about how, into detail, of how you're supposed to dress to hide the pregnancy as much as possible and, uh, and all of these things. But again, is this a bigger problem? First of all, on scale, it's not even close. Illegal immigrants coming over the border from Central America is a much larger problem. Yep. But beyond that, I don't think this is worse. To me, if you break a law intentionally to show up in the country... Um, then it's not as, at least these people are coming legally and then doing something unethical while they're here. Illegal immigrants are coming here illegally, breaking a law, and then taking advantage of this, uh, mm -hmm. this particular thing. Now, I'm sure there probably is a rule against coming here um, uh, with the intent of having a baby and getting citizenship. That's, I'm sure there probably is a rule again about that. But it's kind of an interesting concept. I, had never even, I didn't even know it happened. You know where uh, Parkland Hospital is, right? It's about five, six miles from here, I'd say. 75% I'd say. Uh, of the births there are to illegals. 
we're in Dallas, Texas. We're not on the Mexican border. No, if you don't we're, know Texas, and we're in North Texas. We're in North Texas. We're, I don't know, hundreds and hundreds of miles from the Mexican border, and yet 75% there, and, and it's been this way for a really long time, are, uh, are to illegal aliens. Really? I, I, I mean, and it's, it, it's a higher percentage in some Los Angeles County hospitals. And so it is a problem of massive proportions with the illegals coming across our southern border. I don't know how often this happens with Asians. It can't be that often. I mean, it's too difficult to come here and stay from Asia uh, when you have to fly here. They're not walking. Well, that's the thing. I mean, they're not it's, swimming. They're just the barrier of entry is so much right. higher. You're talking about $20,000 yes. to do this. It's just much walking. more difficult. Yeah. 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 So it doesn't make a lot of sense to say that's a worse problem. And it's an interesting thing, too. I mean, birthright citizenship is fundamental to the idea of Democrats, uh, you know, making their voting block larger. Because we talk about illegal immigrants coming here. Well, they can't vote. Well, their kids can because they're legal. Mm -hmm. So um, the, it becomes an issue with, with them. And it's an obvious thing that the Democrats want to um, support for that reason. Um, it's interesting, though, because... Uh, we talk about 11 million illegal immigrants, some estimates as many as, high, as 20, um, and some even higher. But that doesn't include the babies who are born here because those babies are citizens. Those aren't illegal immigrants. Those mm -hmm. are citizens. So that number has got to be much larger much. than at least the 11 million. Maybe that's what the 20 and 30 million, they take account of that. But they're actually not illegal immigrants. If, if, as of right now, the way we interpret this rule, and I know you have a disagreement with this, Mark Levin, I believe, does as well, um, where he uh, believes that the birthright citizenship uh, thing is, uh, he wants it to be um, challenged in court. Yeah, definitely. And there, and there definitely are a lot of, a lot of immigration groups that mm -hmm. believe this. Um, and Cruz wants it changed. I mean, he doesn't like it either. Um, but the idea that you have millions of people who come in and are babies of illegal immigrants that are citizens of the United States, they're not illegal immigrants. They're here. They're citizens of the United States, as it's being interpreted right now. And, you know, those, those people become voters. And this is why Democrats chase them like this. This is why yeah. even Republicans pander constantly, because you are adding millions of new voters to the pool, and they want those votes. 300,000 a year. 300,000 a wow. year. Uh, it's, it's a staggeringly large number. It's, it's ridiculous that we've put up with this for so long. But here's a, an example of why Donald Trump is connecting with people. Here's what he said about the anchor babies. Are you aware that the term anchor baby, that's an offensive term. People find that you mean it's not politically correct and yet everybody uses it? I, so you know what? Give me a different term. Give me a different term. What else would you like to say? You want me to say that? Okay. I said, no, I'll use the word anchor, baby. <laughs> that's a good moment. That's appealing to me. That's it appealing sure to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. yep. However, I happen to know that his policies are not appealing to me. Right. So I'm not going to jump over just because he said that. I, 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 I don't, I don't know. We've, we've been down this road mm -hmm. a million times. But he does have balls. I'll give him that. He, he's in your face with these guys. Everybody else would, would cower yes. and back up. And and try to maneuver around it. Oh, I, I the, the, the term "anchor babies" is I, I didn't realize that was offensive. I, well, I, I start saying undocumented children of uh, children of undocumented uh, citizens. That's what I'm going to say. Children of undocumented citizens. That's all they are. First of all, they're not citizens, and they're more than undocumented. They're here illegally, and we should say it. We should say it.
And if the babies are the ones that are anchoring them here, then damn it, they're anchor babies. I, I don't care if it's <laughs> offensive to you. No, it's silly. It's it, so stupid. Although it has brought up some really awesome uh, contortion from the Democrats. Uh, and I don't remember. Because they've been saying this all along, too. Well, yeah, but they did you see the tweets from, I think, Hillary Clinton, and I don't remember who the other one was. Uh, there's two prominent Democrats that said or tweeted essentially the same thing, which is, uh, Jeb Bush said anchor babies today. Uh, I got another word for them. Babies. They're <laughs> just babies. It's like, wait a minute. Yeah. You this people is who are, point the other day. You people, oh, he made this? Yeah. You people who are going in here and saying that a fetus is mm -hmm. not a baby are telling us that anchor right. babies should only be referred to as babies. They're all babies. Babies, babies, babies. They love the term babies when it suits them. Yep. They're all babies. Yep. The fetuses are babies. The anchor babies are also babies. But I don't know if you notice this. Uh, the word babies is in the phrase anchor babies. You won't even admit that they're babies. Was that Jindal? Do you remember this, uh, Jeffy? It was either Jindal or uh, Ben Carson or uh, Ted Cruz. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> so many guys I like in this or, thing. Or, or Jim Gilchrist. Or, no, it was not or, Jim Gilchrist. Or, Marlins. I mean, it might have been percent. John Kasich. He's getting a lot of time. not John Kasich. Airtime. No. Uh, it was none of the establishment people. It was none of the liberals. But it was one of those three that said, yeah, anchor baby. I'm pretty sure it was Jindal. Because he was asked about the offensive term of, uh, you know, Hillary yeah. Clinton says that's offensive. And he said, you know what's really offensive? Yes. Hillary should be worried Jindal. about. That was Jindal, wasn't yeah. it? Is that they won't use the term babies when it comes to these uh, Planned Parenthood hmm. uh, videos. It was really Really, a good moment for him. He's just—he's a good guy. He's a good candidate. And yeah, a good guy. He is. Uh, he has not uh, caught fire yet, but maybe that'll happen soon. Um, here's a little more from we see uh, O'Reilly here. Uh, this is O'Reilly uh, confronting Trump over uh, kicking out illegal immigrants. Watch. Now I have a very specific question. I need a specific answer. We all know you want the wall. We all know you want Mexico to pay for it. We all know that. But here's a scenario, okay? Illegal immigrant mother and father living in Los Angeles, two children who are American citizens born here, if you're president, do you order authorities to take that family into custody? We have no choice. I'm sorry, Bill. We have to bring them out. And if they're wonderful people, which I'm sure they will Thank be, you. and we have so many wonderful people, we'll bring them back in an expedited fashion. But we are a land of laws. We have borders. You said it. They're illegal immigrants. They're not supposed to be here. Shame on Bill Riley for not knowing that the responsibility is theirs. It's not ours. Damn it. Tired of it. Hmm. I can't take it! <laughs> I can't take it from conservatives or supposed Republicans and conservatives. Even if you're a moderate conservative, I, how can you put the responsibility on us? They committed the act. They got their children into this mess. We did not. We didn't. So it's their responsibility. They want to take the U.S. citizen children back with them? Then take them back. Why do you, you want, want to break to... up our family? The, Why do you want to break up to. our family? I don't have to. You don't have to. Take them back. I just said, take them back. Is Mexico hell all of a sudden? Are we sentencing them to purgatory? No. It's another country. Go there. It's the country that so many of them supposedly love. Go there. And then, if you want to do it right... Come back with your legal citizen children. I, it's just not that. It's not our deal. It's up to you, 
the illegal alien family with your legal American children to make that decision. That's not our decision. You make the decision. You guys have to go home. What they do, it's up to you. Take them with you, leave them here with a relative, whatever. That's your deal. It's not hard. It's not hard. We gotta stop bleeding all over our hearts here. We gotta stop this madness about we can't we can't put any responsibility on any of these people. Why are they immune to all the of only, our laws? The only Why? law where that's Hell. the case. Every other law, we say, hey, the person who committed the offense is the one responsible for yes. the, for the consequences. Ice, we separate American citizens from their families every freaking day. Every day. The dad goes to jail because he committed some sort of crime. Or the mom. Uh, we just separated the family. Or the mom. Or the mom. It doesn't matter. Just separated the family. Why is that critical only with Hispanics? I'd like to ask the same people who ask yes, those questions. I, I what about it. gut offenses? Here we have a, right. uh, you know, when someone has a gun that they didn't go shoot everybody, but they have a gun that's maybe not registered properly. I can remember being in, I used to live in Pennsylvania, one block away from the river that separated Pennsylvania right. and New Jersey. If I forgot my gun in my car and drove it from Pennsylvania across the bridge, which was one less than a mile away from, I mean, it's really, what, a quarter of a mile right. away from really uh, <laughs> where I lived. Uh, if I crossed that bridge and went into the other uh, town, got pulled over, and they, they asked to look in my trunk, I would go to prison. Right. Right. That's now, right. I didn't commit. We've seen this how many times? Would hey, they be did, separating? Did anyone say, hey, what about separating you from your family? No one gives a crap nope. about that. When you, when you have an offense, you're responsible for the consequences right. in exactly every crime right. except this one. And, and by the way, did Mexico give a rat's ass about uh, Sergeant Tamarisi's family? Nope. Oh, they separated him from his family. Nope. They didn't give a rat's ass about that. They kept him for four months or they something on some trumped up any gun charge. Ass. What was that, Jeff? Mexico didn't give any animal's ass for Tamarisi's family. <laughs> I'm glad I. I'm glad I asked you for. Yeah, me too. That was not one. A clarification on that. He really not one. He really moved the conversation. He, forward. he usually does. Not really one. Uh, before we go to break, can we show this poll? Uh, this is the. Uh, this is what I mean. What you're getting now? Again, I. I'm defending Trump here. This entire segment, which is, and so is Pat. This is odd, <laughs> uh, but look at this freaking poll. Uh, but mean, even Trump won't put the responsibility on them. I wish somebody would just mention it. Just yeah, mention it, would, it please. Yes, I would, I would By all that's holy, just mention it. They committed illegal acts in our country to be yes. here. Let's put some of the ownness on them! Yes. Every other country does. Every other country Every does. Every other country in the world does. Here's the poll of Hispanic views of GOP presidential mm -hmm. contenders. Okay. And you see some positive from uh, Jeb Bush, Marco Rubio, a that's little crazy. bit from Pataki, Fiorina, Walker, Carson. This is a nuts poll. I mean, but wow. I, I mean, mean, look at Ted Cruz at minus seven. That's but I, mean, I know where you're going seven. with it, but that's ridiculous. But minus seven is, you know, look, when you, you have a Republican, first of all, Republican, you start a few points in the negative. Most of the candidates are in the negative automatically. Um, and, you know, he's from Texas, which is seen as a strong border patrol state. He's aligned himself with Donald Trump, which has not helped him not mm -hmm. aligned himself as much as as hasn't been critical of him. Uh, over these things. So I, I'm not surprised. But again, minus seven is completely something you can overcome as a Republican and win the nomination. You don't need to be overwhelmingly seen positively by Hispanics to win the uh, to win the election. You just need to not be minus 51. <laughs> you can't win the election with minus 51. No, I mean, minus 51, you're winning almost no votes whatsoever from mm -hmm. Hispanic voters, meaning that you're losing blacks and Hispanics. You're starting minus almost minus 30 so you're starting, you start the election with zero points and your opponent has 30 points. It's very difficult to win the election because there's only 70% left and you need to win 50% of that. Which means of the remaining voters, including white liberals, 
you need to win 80-something percent of the vote. That's basically impossible. You don't need to win the Hispanic vote to be president of the United States, but you need to compete. Mm-hmm. We need to lose. I mean, if you, I mean, at this point, Donald Trump would likely get somewhere in the area of 5% of Hispanic vote is the way this kind of works out, where even people like uh, you know, Bush and you know, McCain and Romney were getting 20 30% of the vote. You can't win with 5% of the vote. No. I mean, unless you know, there's some other group that steps to the plate, like all of a sudden African-Americans are like, you know what? The, the, the party that gave us the first black president, we're going to swing so wildly, we're going to go to Donald Trump and give him 60% of the black vote. It's not happening, guys. It's not happening. At least not this election. No, that's for sure. I think someone like Ted Cruz, once they get mm. were able to get in front of uh, a, a national audience, or Marco Rubio, for that example, for, uh, for that uh, matter, um, would, would do pretty well. I would expect the Jeb Bush numbers, however, to come down. Because as Jeb Bush tries to massage this issue with the GOP primary, he's going to wind up losing some of that support. And when he got in front of the national uh, uh, base or the national electorate, he'd be arguing with a Democrat. And he's going to look hateful towards Hispanics by the media at that point anyway. So I think the plus 11 shades away for Bush. But I think minus seven is actually not a bad place for somebody like Cruz or even Rubio to be. To win an election minus 51 it's not it's untenable yeah it's not positive it's really not positive you know what else is not positive that's having no food when some kind of emergency arises how about having at least a three-day supply 72-hour emergency food supply and you can get that right now for my patriot supply for 10 bucks mm. I mean, it's an amazing deal and if you call 800-478-8061 my patriot supply uh, will not only bring you back this incredible deal for this really short time but if you call in the next 12 hours, they'll even add free shipping to your order. So special. you can get three days worth of food, three days worth of food for you and three other people in your family, a total of four, for 10 bucks. Whether, we, whether you prepare uh, or not, three days of food for 10 bucks is a really good deal. Yeah. And it's good food. We're actually thinking we should do a spoons. With some of the with food with, from That's My Patriot idea. Supply. We haven't done yeah. that. Maybe we can make a, like a cool concoction. Uh, of my Patriot Supply food and eat it because it's actually good food. And for three days of food for 10 bucks, it's just a good deal whether you prepare or not. Mm-hmm. Call 800-478-8061. That's 800-478-8061. Call now. It's my Patriot Supply. Not just food, it's freedom. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. And then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on wash and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. She's a union... Check out what you can't ever leave, bitches. What? What are you? What, what are you, uh, are you drunk? 
<laughs> Are you on drugs right now? Or? Yes. Okay. Uh, he's actually singing Hotel California, or not so much singing no. as sort of moaning it. <laughs> because uh, we've got this Rolling Stone story about, you know, being welcome to the maternity Hotel California. It's a full-service stay inside the Chinese birth tourism boom. Yeah, and this is interesting yeah. because, again, like this is what Jeb Bush brought up. Ah, what I meant was Asians. <laughs> Yeah. Um, now, in, in, they go through some of the numbers here. They believe there's somewhere between 10 and 60,000 Chinese tourist uh, births uh, in uh, other countries, including the United States, which is the biggest place you go. Um, and uh, they're saying that uh, about, there's about 350 to 400,000 overall. So you're talking a small percentage, no more mm -hmm. than 20% uh, of the problem is this particular thing. Uh, and here's an article uh, by uh, uh, National Review that kind of goes through a bunch of this. This uh, this story, they paid, I think, 35000 total. It was 20000 initially, 35000 total to get their the birth to happen in the United States so they get citizenship for their child. Um, and, look, it's the way we interpret the law right now. Um, and it may be an anchor baby issue, which I think it is, but still... It, they're not necessarily breaking the law coming in. I think, still think it's worse to go the other way. Um, one uh, couple that did this was Peter and Ellie Yang, and we have a, a clip from their uh, personal story. This is going to be heartbreaking.
If you go on vacation, if someone mm -hmm. from Canada comes is on vacation in the United States and they have a baby, uh, they have uh, citizenship. Ted Cruz was born in Canada. He had dual citizenship in, in Canada and uh, in the United States until he renounced his Canadian uh, citizenship. It, it, this, this is okay. Um, in a lot of ways, it's okay. It's just not necessarily okay to do it with intent uh, to uh, get the citizenship. Mm -hmm. um, and this is why they talk about hiding whether you look pregnant and things like that. Because um, there's only a limited window you can come and visit. You can't just come and visit and stay for years and years and years and years and years until you have children. Um, but, I, you know, this is, I guess, something that is a new sort of phenomenon, something to address, and not necessarily crazy for Jeb Bush to bring up, but when uh, it's kind of crazy for him to bring up in this context when he's ignoring the other side of the problem. Mm -hmm. He seems to be the most okay with everybody crossing the border and doing whatever, and let's just let him in, and we'll give him a pathway to citizenship, and blah, 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 blah. He's okay with that, but he, he's not okay with Asians coming in to hotels and having their children. It's, a, it's an odd, uh, it's a weird hair that he's splitting. It is, and it's a huge problem. We, we, we've got something like uh, 4 million of these kids uh, right now. As of 2010, 4 out of 5 children of illegals re, uh, residing in the U.S. were born here. Some four million kids. I four love million. We kind of have a little clip of the article from National Review. We showed it on the screen of the very real economic costs of birthright citizenship. Unfortunately, we don't have the part of the article that talks about the economic cost. I would love to know what their estimates are. Yeah. What does it cost the United States to have someone who is born here and a citizen and be able to take advantage of all the programs and everything else that we've made available to citizens? Um, I bet the number's pretty large right. over a lifetime. Uh, yeah, pretty darn large. Most people put way less money into these systems than they take out. And that's why people like them so much from the left, because they love giveaways. It's a way to buy votes. It's a way to buy loyalty. And they're able to do that pretty consistently. Yeah. Triple eight seven two seven back More Pat and Stu coming up. Uh, update, Pat. Uh, this is uh, the very real economic costs of birthright citizenship. Really okay. a must re re read from National Review today. Pretty interesting. Um, they're saying that uh, inflation adjusted numbers from the U.S. Department of Agriculture project a child born in 2013 will cost his parents $304,000 from birth to his 18th birthday. Given that illegal alien households are normally low-income households, three out of five illegal uh, aliens and their U.S.-born children live near or at the poverty line. So, mm. overwhelming majority. One would expect the significant portion of that cost will fall on the government, and that's exactly what's happening. According to CIS, 71% of illegal alien-headed house households with children received some sort of welfare in 2009 compared to 39% of native-headed households with children. First of all, it's not welfare if 39% of your citizens are getting it. That's not welfare. 
That's just uh, and, uh, that's in 2009. That's 2009. Oh my God. 71% for illegal immigrant households. Um, going on, the short-term cost of anchor babies was revealed a decade ago in the Journal of American Physicians mm -hmm. and Surgeons. Anchor babies born to illegal aliens instantly qualify as citizens for welfare benefits and have caused enormous rises in Medicaid costs and stipends for uh, supplemental security income and disability income. Uh, wrote, uh, this is in blah, blah, blah. Stock, 2003, Stockton, California, 70% of the 2,300 babies born in, uh, in one of their hospitals um, was, were anchor babies. 45% of Stockton children under age 6 are Latino. And in 1994, 75,000 anchor babies in, uh, in California hospital maternity units cost $215 million and constituted 36% of California's Medicaid program births. 36% of births on that program. So, I mean, the numbers are quite high. Each one of these, uh, every, each time this happens, you're getting a gigantic cost to you. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah, and this, again, it's why Trump is resonating right now, because he's taking a no-nonsense approach on immigration. Good for him for doing that. I, I appreciate that stand. I just don't like his policies on other issues. And I don't buy, necessarily, even his plan on immigration, because... He, He's going to build a wall and have Mexico pay for it. Nobody in their right mind believes that's happening. No one believes that's happening. You can say it all you want. You can say, well, we'll just make them do it. How are you going to make them do it? You're not going to make Mexico pay for the, for the, uh, for the border wall. Plus, yeah. it's not going to be a wall. There's going to be no wall ever built at the Mexican border. We can't so much as get a freaking fence <laughs> built, let alone a wall. You know how much more a wall would cost? I don't know why he keeps saying that. Unless he means fence and keeps saying wall, it's, it's just it's not going to happen. All you need is that double fencing. That's all you need. That's not the, nice enough. The double fencing with the with road, the road for the Border Patrol in between. It, it works phenomenally well. And it's much cheaper. Um, much. Much cheaper as well. Yeah, try building a wall around your house, and then try putting a fence around your house and see which is more Well, expensive. we're going to get the best people on the job, and if that's what they recommend, then that's what we'll do. And I wish he would say that. He doesn't say <laughs> that at he all. He doesn't even say that. He's the best person for every job, and that's the issue with Donald Trump. Um, but again, like, and then and you go further than that, he's also on record multiple times having the opposite policy. Now, right now, he says he believes these things, but, I mean, as recently as a few months ago, he was on record as supporting a pathway to citizenship oh, for man. the people that were here. Now, he's completely changed in the last few months. Again, it's up to you whether you trust that. I don't see any record uh, of, uh, with, with Donald Trump where he garners that much respect or trust from anybody. Mm -hmm. He's on, been on the every side of every issue. He's admitted <laughs> multiple times to essentially doing things he believes are bad for the country because it helped his personal interests. Yeah. And now we're all supposed to say, well, this time he's definitely telling the truth. All his entire yeah. life where he's been back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, this time he's telling the truth. I'm not there with you. I mean, I started out this show, Testy. You're making me even more pissed off. No, I didn't mean to do that. Stop it. Well, I can give you something that's going to soothe this a little bit. <sighs> what? The real answer to our problems as a country. All right. It's coming. Yeah. You just need to wait a little longer. In the form of? Joe Biden. Joseph Robinette Biden. You're really not helping. Joseph you Biden really is the answer to all of our problems, Pat. Joseph Robinette. There he is. There's Robinette Biden. now. Mm -hmm. That is his middle name, by the way. Yeah. Robinette. That's a real name. Um, he has uh, apparently received the blessing uh, to run from uh, Obama. It's kind of weird. Why does he need the blessing of Obama? What, well, he what is that about? He certainly doesn't, he doesn't need, need it. it. But I think he Why do he care it? about it? 
I guess because the blessing translates into some voters' minds as endorsement, and so that's what he wanted, and that's that maybe that impression that, oh, he's uh, Obama's handpicked guy, I'm going to vote for him. If anything, yeah. it means a little bit of cash, right? Because he was going sure into does. this with no money right you bet, now. You bet it means cash. And I, I don't think that Biden will have that much trouble raising money. There's not that many real contenders right. in the Democrat field. It's really Hillary. Just, just Hillary. And that's about it. Yeah, so Hillary's all sucking all the money out of it now. O'Malley's getting nothing. Uh, Webb is getting nothing. Chafee's getting nothing. Chafee's getting well, less than nothing. I think he has to pay people <laughs> in order to get any sort of press. He, except for the metric time. pack. It, the right, metric, the metric super pack is the all our super pack there has there. raised over $8.73 for him. Over eight dollars and seventy-three cents. Calculate that in pounds or Bitcoin. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we need even... to count. Okay, <laughs> euros. <laughs> uh, and then, and then, of course, you know, you got Sanders, who's raising a little bit of money, but I, uh, Biden yeah, can there's... outstrip him easily. Yeah, he's not easily. a legitimate competitor. I don't think no. in, in reality, it's not impossible with Biden uh, with uh, with Sanders. And I honestly hope it happens because I think it's probably the best chance for Republicans mm -hmm. to actually win if they have a good candidate. Still, no, no official word from Al Gore. And his SUVs that are killing our planet. Just underneath the surface of the Earth, mm -hmm. it's incredibly hot, several million degrees. Really? Stu, and that's we... what I want to fight when I'm president of the <laughs> it's United States. hotter than State. the surface of the sun? It's hotter than the surface of the sun. So if these horrible lies come true, Al, about your... Uh... Your friend uh, Hillary and her email problems, uh, you can just jump right in and jump take Jump right into that race and yeah. take right on over for I, her. I, I will say, I, I thought the Biden thing was, you know, a one in, you know, 50 or one in 80 chance of, of happening. If, uh, if, it, if Biden gets in, I think it drops even further. Because I think the path for Gore with, is, with is Gore. to have no yeah. legitimate oh, yeah, I so contender. I think, I think so it too. becomes almost an impossibility. I mean, they both have to collapse. I frankly believe oh, I if he had the balls to run against Hillary, I think he'd beat her. I think he would. Oh, no I question. think he'd beat her. But I, I don't know that he will get into it with her. I don't think he wants to. I don't think he wants to work for it, honestly. I think if he could walk and in and have it handed to him. The guy's a billionaire now. for it against Biden, though. The guy's a stinking billionaire. Right, but Clinton and Biden. Like, I think the answer here is, let's say Clinton is there and has no competition right now. And I'm, I'm excluding Sanders for reasons we've talked about. Mm -hmm. um, so if Biden jumps in, you have two mainstream acceptable Democrats mm -hmm. that could win. So if Clinton falls apart, you have someone to go to. Without Biden in the race, if Clinton falls apart, there's no one to go to. And that's, that's the path true. for Al Gore to get in. Uh, he, I, mm -hmm. I don't think if, if Biden's in there, I think people will just move to Biden and you know, I think so too. probably lose. Mm -hmm. um, which obviously is, is good, I think, for America. Uh, but again, like we talked about this this morning, and I'll, I'll put this question to both of you. Uh, an election in which you have to vote, and your only three options are the following. Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden. Who are you voting for? Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Without question. Right? Yeah. He's much Without more question. palatable than Clinton or, or Obama. He's horrible, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But in comparison, he's oh. much better than either and, of those and two. It's, I don't think it's even close. Yeah. I really don't. At least you got some foreign policy uh, gravitas. The, the other two. And he's been around. I mean, he's been around D.C. long enough to yeah, know the ins and outs. Yeah, bet. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, he's a buffoon. There's well, no doubt about that. Yeah, he was one of the guys who killed uh, the uh, busing programs w when they were forcing segregation back in the day. People don't remember that about Biden. Is he was one of the guys standing up against all of those programs and uh, and stopping them. He uh, took on Democrats who wanted to uh, force 
uh, busing from inner cities to uh, suburbs, and you know, in a, in, a, in a ridiculous government management situation. Whether you think, obviously, segregation is a very big positive, and I'm a hundred percent. This is not a controversial issue at this point to be in support of it. At the time, though, when you're you're saying the way that we do it is the government says we take people from their towns and go to other towns and other districts to bus children into them, so they force to sit next to each other in class. I mean, it's an absurd government overmanagement. And one of the Democrats who fought against those policies was Joe Biden. He was out there calling out other liberals who said that they wanted to have these uh, busing policies. And probably looking uh, like a racist as a result. But they were, he was called uh, mm -hmm. basically that back in the day. Um, and, you know, so Biden, Biden's, you know, look, he's a hardcore liberal. And I think if he runs, he's going to try to run to the left of Clinton. Mm -hmm. I don't think he actually is to the left of Clinton, but I think that's where he will try to run because, uh, you know, he's going to try to get the, the support of Elizabeth Warren and those types of people, which that happening, again, moves that entire base further. They say more left-wing things. Joe Biden will put pressure on Hillary Clinton to mm -hmm. say more left-wing things. Joe Biden will. Joe Biden and uh, Bernie Sanders together pulling Hillary to the left. No matter who wins, they're going to have so much stuff on record that's crazy left-wing nonsense. It's going to make the path for a Republican who were to win, you know, if it's someone palatable and doesn't have like let's say a minus 51 among Hispanic voters. If you pick somebody from there, they're going to have a good chance because you're going to have a real highlight of how left. The Democratic Party is. Yeah. And that's a positive for us. Yeah. Triple eight seven two seven back more patents do coming up. You know, along with all the other great things about Planned Parenthood, you know, they, they, uh, they, actually, they actually save women. They save women's lives. Mm -hmm. They're all about women's health care, women's so, health service, services. What, what you mean is they don't abort female health. fetuses. Uh, because No, uh, I'm not saying that. I'm saying they do other things that just well, kind of negate all the rest sure, of it. Sure, but in addition you know to that, I mean? they also would never kill a female uh, baby. No, I'm really not. No, we're not really not saying that either. I'm just, I'm, all I'm saying is that the women who are already on the planet, and they're probably adults or at least 12 to adults, uh, they'll take care of their reproductive rights. And that's, oh. they'll let them have their own body. And do what they want with it and make their own choices. Okay? And they'll let the, the babies have their own bodies and let them eventually... No, make... I'm not saying that part. But the women, you know, the, the let's just worry about okay. the, the woman uh, okay. for now. Or the Or the 12-year-old right. uh, who's pregnant. Okay. Uh, and then we can also throw in the disease, disease contamination. We can throw that in, too, because apparently that's going on as well now. Yeah. The uh, Center for Medical Progress latest... This is their ninth video uh, coming out today, revealing more details about the organ trafficking, there are rampant problems with bacteria in certain clinics. Some where you're kind of like in question of really, should they really, you know, I've seen staph infections come out of clinics. I've seen all sorts of things come out of clinics. Yeah. That's according to uh, 
STEM Express CEO Kate Dyer. Wow. So this is actually one of these uh, procurement wow. companies is now right. on camera saying how bad. <laughs> right. That's great. Yeah. Uh, she also said there's huge demand for liver and it's driven procurement, procurement experts to ship intact baby bodies back to the lab to harvest liver themselves because abortionists often confuse blood clots for liver. Mm. We're, uh, we're mm. short on time. We're we'll we'll have to play this yeah. afterwards. Yeah, we'll play some in a little bit. This is staggering stuff. Uh, so in addition to everything else that we've heard from these people, now they're also spreading disease all over the place. Uh, it's great. I mean, Planned Parenthood, thank goodness. Why are you me. looking at me? Planned Parenthood. I did look at you, and I... I I felt bad. I felt bad starts uh, talking about spreading disease, and I, I see I, you start looking at me. The reason why is because you possess so many of these diseases, and that's why I thought of you. Mm. I don't have a better explanation than that. I actually just thought, I heard the word disease, and I looked at you. I mean, I don't. It's a natural association. Yeah, just, you know, it's yeah. like, you know. Disease. Big squat. Disease. There's some good things and some bad things in releasing these uh, Planned Parenthood videos piecemeal like this. You know, you, you just as the as the furor starts to starts to uh, go away from the last one, you have a new one. You, you say, "Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! Look at that!" And then hopefully it picks back up and you get more coverage. The other part is just fatigue. It's been like nine of them now, and people are like, "Okay, I, I've been there, enough done that already. enough." Okay, enough. I'm you, sick of you it. You need to blow people away. You do. To get them At to this refocus. point, I think you have to blow them away. I think you have to. You know, they said in the beginning, well, there might be some racial component to any of this. Well, if there is, you better show it pretty soon. Otherwise, uh, I mean, you should have shown it weeks ago. But now, I, I don't know that anybody cares. And nobody's even talking about this disease thing, rampant disease contamination. Here's a portion of the uh, latest video to check out. Planned Parenthood has volume, right. you know, because they're right. a volume institution. Right. Realistically, if we were to do an agreement with you guys, you know, what do we think you could get? I mean, what do you feel like volume, you could get? Volume-wise? Yeah, okay. on specifically liver tissue, because that's okay. such an area of demand for us. Right, so liver and um, what about intact uh, specimens? Just Oh, yeah, I mean, if you had intact cases, which we've, we've done a lot, so we've sometimes shipped those back to our lab in its entirety. Oh, yeah, I mean, if you had intact cases, which We've, we've done a lot, so we've sometimes shipped those back to our lab in its entirety. We'll do testing on our site, so we'll be able to see, you know. And sometimes we find that it can be clinic-specific. I've seen really rampant, mm. rampant problems with bacteria in certain clinics. <laughs> Somewhere you're kind of, like, in question of really should they, you know. I've seen right. staff come out of clinics, so, I mean, I've seen wow. all sorts of things come out of clinics. So, I mean, we're going into it knowing it's not going to be for you. Yeah, and both of us, yeah. for right. sure. Right, and so promising the providers, mm -hmm. um, making it financially beneficial for the clinic. Yeah. Um, everybody has to be doing their job, yeah. and that's yeah. what I'm trying to find out is mm -hmm. who needs to be doing what, who hasn't been doing what, why has it been a failure financially yeah. for uh, clinics or you mm -hmm. or us. 
um, and solving those problems so that um, everybody's profiting. Financially. I feel like there's clinics out there that have been burnt that feel like they're doing all this work for research and they haven't it hasn't been profitable for them. Really? No, do you feel that way? Sorry, that was. Oh, I thought you were saying that. Yeah, no. no. Okay, good. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say I, I don't see that either. Yeah, where so many of the academic labs cannot fly like that, they're just mm. not capable. Um, Why is that? I don't understand it. It's almost like they don't want to know where it comes from. Yeah. I can see yeah. that. Where they're like, we need limbs, but no hands and feet need to be attached. And you're like... Oh, they just want the long bones and they don't want to see that They want you to take it all off. Like, mm -hmm. make it so that we don't know what it is. Yeah. It's like... Bone the chicken for me and then... That's we'll, it. You know, so and like, then I'll eat it. But, but we not. know what it is. <laughs> I mean, but they're last... <laughs> oh, yeah. And their, their lab techs freak out and have meltdowns, and so it's just kind of like, yeah, you know, yeah. No, man, oh, man. They freak out and have we, meltdowns, Pat. Why? What you have is, is just mm, some fetal tissue. Mm -hmm. And sure, those things look like hands, but they're not hands. Oof. Right? We're at the end of civilization, my friends. Really are. This, this is really at the end. Well, I mean, according to the Harvard professor, it look, uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's fetal tissue research. Okay, I mean mm -hmm. that's all it is. You have to respect people's faith, mm -hmm. but they could slow down scientific progress. <laughs> all right. So right. why do you, why would they freak out though? <laughs> why would why, a tech why? freak out if they saw a hand attached to a, a limb? I mean, look look why? look at all we heard in that minute and a half. Uh, I mean, we heard about rampant disease, including staph infection, which can be deadly. Coming from certain clinics. Coming from all these clinics, they they've seen it. She's seen it. Uh, we heard that intact livers are being sent back, and then... But no, intact fetuses. In, intact, right, right, fetuses are yeah. being sent back for the livers. Babies. Babies are being just shipped back, and they're intact. These are viable babies. These are human children. And then we heard about, oh, and okay, some of these technicians don't like to see the hands and feet connected because that reminds them too much of what might be a baby. So we want to cut those off, you know, and then just send back a torso or whatever. And so they can think it's some sort of tissue or some kind of stump that came from a tree. I, I, I don't know what the hell they think this is. I, I, I don't understand. I, I, it's it's uh, so evil. It's hard to wrap your head around it. It really is. And the way she so flippantly talks about it all, she couldn't care less about human life than she does. They, they have been so desensitized to this yeah. that this is just like, it's like talking about, uh, like pulling up some carrots in your garden. It's no more effort or thought than you pull a carrot out of a garden, you cut it up, and you put it in your salad. What? You, what's your problem with that? What, you don't want to see the stem? Okay, I'll cut that off and give it to you. Here. It's, it's a carrot. I, it's, it's no more to them than that. Mm. It's really sickening. It's really sickening. Uh, if you haven't seen Dan Andros's uh, video presentation on this, I, don't, I think it's up at glenbeck.com. Go look for it, find it, and yeah. send posted, that around to your friends. I posted it on my Facebook page a while back Gosh, as well. You that thing is impactful. Uh, in fact, I have not had a chance to address this with you, but I was talking to Dan, uh, I think it was later in the day, because I was mm -hmm. filling in for Dana, and you and Dan did the show together with uh, this this thing. Yeah, who's... Uh, uh, that, whatever that is. He's, um, how would you describe uh, him? I guess overweight uh, would be the way I would describe it. Yeah. But apparently, uh, you, and you apparently were, would you say emotional? I would say overcome. Wow. 
Yeah, it's never happened to me before. I've, I mean, we are to my knowledge. It's really hard to see that. I mean, Glenn uh, said, I mean, you know, Glenn said a couple days before that how what a great video it yeah, was. Yeah, and, and I you forgot think, eh, he said that. And you think, and I, and I remember thinking, yeah. yeah, I'm sure it is. You know, he says that all the time. Yeah, sure. Stuff and, mm -hmm. Sure. And then I saw it, and he was right. It was the most impactful. But I've known you I mean, for a long time. You've never seen it happen. <laughs> I've right? ne literally. I have I, been I, on the air for 36 or 37 years. I maybe it's happened twice, but I think it was only this once. Wow, that's I mean that is amazing. When he mm -hmm. was telling, because I mean Glenn, obviously every third show he breaks down crying, <laughs> I can't finish it. It's pretty rare. I was I I literally thought, and they were saying in my ear because they could see how emotional I was. Do you want us to go to break? Can you can you do this? And I thought, no, no, I'm I'm gonna be okay. I'm gonna suck. I'm I'm gonna pull this together. And Dan's video just kept going on and on and on, and I got worse and worse and worse. And by the time I was supposed to do the commercial, I, I couldn't. I just couldn't do it. I just could not do it. I, I just would have broke down and sobbed on the air. So I said, "Well, I can't do it. We'll we'll be back." And uh, wow, it was it was powerful. Yeah, yeah it's a powerful yeah. moment. I, I mean, especially coming from you. I mean, it's just not. I mean, Jeffy will never cry, obviously. He's what he's seen in his oh, life. Please. Uh, please. <laughs> it'll never please, happen. Turner just owned him. <laughs> but that is pretty amazing, and the video is great. Uh, it's it's, it's a, tremendous. You know, send it around, retweet it, uh, yeah. s uh, pass it along, uh, share it on Facebook. He and did all a brilliant stuff. job on that. I mean, it's really nicely done. Yeah, and, you know, um, it's, it's – I, I don't know what has changed – because it's, it's changed, I think, for all of us. We've talked about this on the air. We didn't talk about abortion that much. Yeah, I mean, I, I was telling know. Glenn, I'm, I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed that we haven't, that I let, that I let program directors tell me when I first got into talk radio. Now, when you're in, when you're in top 40 radio, of course you're not going to talk abortion. No, that's no. not what you do. That's not your job. And if you did it, you wouldn't have that job anymore. Um, but when, when I got into talk radio, it, it meant a lot to me, and I wanted to talk about it. And I was told... Dude, that's a, that's a horrible uh, talk radio topic. You don't want to talk about abortion. Abortion is too, it's too divisive. It, it goes nowhere. Dude, don't talk about that. And I bought into it, and I thought, okay, yeah, it's, I mean, you don't get anywhere with anybody doing it. So I, like virtually everyone else, decided it wasn't a talk radio topic, and we moved on with our lives. Meanwhile, uh, 55 million people were aborted and, and killed, were murdered. 55 million. If that's not another Holocaust, I don't know what is. And it's, it's uh, what is it, nine times the Jewish Holocaust? Uh, so um, we should have been talking about it. We should have been, the, we should have learned a, a lesson from the gay uh, agenda. And we should have hammered that thing home like they did. Because most of the American people were dead set against same-sex marriage 10 years ago. I mean... 60, 65%. Now, 60, 65% are for it, are perfectly fine with it. Had we carried our agenda through to its logical conclusion, we could have won this battle. Yeah, I mean, you know, and it's not as if you, uh, I, mean, I, I mean, we talked about it, but it was never a main thing. No, you know, I mean, never, you'd, you'd it wasn't, mention it, you wouldn't spend right. much time on it, because mm -hmm. then you'd start getting the calls and they were all the same. Yeah. The same thing. Yeah, blah, no, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's a tough balance. And, Look, I yeah, mean, you know, it is. You know, Glenn is turning certainly more into an activist than he's ever been before, and he's talked about this on the air. We we started the show with the express promise to each other uh, to not do that because yeah. I don't, you know, like it's annoying, and I, I don't want to be an activist show. Mm -hmm. And I'm I, look, I do not consider myself an activist by any means. I'm one of the least active people you know, um, but. Mm -hmm. 
you know, it's it's a different thing of like, at the very least, you have to be trying to examine these things and trying to, you know, put your be out there with your position and fight for what you believe is the end game. That's what you know. Mm-hmm. We talked about the, the you may bring up the gay marriage thing. It's a great example. They weren't pushing for we need X right or we need to be able to visit in hospitals. It was part of their argument. Mm-hmm. But their point was we need marriage, period. And uh, it wasn't we need civil unions or we need a little bit more recognition. Oh, they went for no, it. They, you went they for the went thing. for it. And that's, I, I'm, sick of, mm-hmm. I'm sick of doing the opposite. Me you too. You know what? Like, we can sit Me here too. and let you – know, I'm not saying you don't – um, like if abortion bill, Marco Rubio brought this up, and it was a really good point. He supported. He's against uh, all abortion, and someone brought up a bill that that banned it at 20 weeks. And they were saying, "Well, you in the past have supported some abortion." No, he's not support because he votes for a bill that bans it after 20 weeks. Doesn't mean he supports abortion at 19 weeks. You know, you take those incremental advances when you can get them. However, you fight for the end goal. It was a great explanation. Mm -hmm. And that's what we should have been doing all along, but we didn't. And and so many of us were duped into believing it was the right thing to do. But now this Center for Medical Progress, these guys, have turned the world upside down, frankly. And and I I think they're heroes for doing this. I I think because when it first came out, I thought... I thought, oh, okay, great. It's another one of these dumb undercover things, and they're going to go and, ooh, let's see what the abortion people say. And and I was completely turned around by this thing. Yeah. Even though I was so skeptical at the beginning because of all these Jim O'Keefe, or was that James O'Keefe? James O'Keefe, yeah, yeah. The James O'Keefe stuff. Some of it was really good. Some of it, yeah, okay, whatever. And that's kind of what I thought this was going to be, and it's turned out to be something so impactful. And yeah. it's... It's reignited the debate it's in- for it's the a, right. It's an interesting middle ground, honestly. Of like when when they started, you had the possibility of you'd have people talking about abortion. Maybe they would say something flippant about abortion, and it would be uh, controversial, and it would annoy right wingers. But left wingers would be like, ah, whatever. You have that possibility, and you have the 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 best case possibility, which is like. There's something on tape that's so horrific, it shuts the entire organization down. O'Keefe kind of did that with Acorn, um, where you found stuff that was so over the line that even the left Mm -hmm. couldn't defend it anymore, and it went away. This has been somewhere in the middle to me. It's more than just something that only right-wing people care about, but it hasn't hit that that thing for some reason. And this is, I think, just the fault of the left. It hasn't hit that overwhelming, like, holy crap, politicians can't be on record supporting this organization anymore. And that is just, I think, a vacuum of, of just... And I don't... Intro. I mean, they, they're not even admitting watching them. I'll, I'll tell you this. I, I don't know how it hasn't hit that point. I don't know either. For those who saw last week's video, perhaps it was way too late and they just don't pay attention anymore. But when you're talking about the doctor tapping the heart and say, hey, come here, look at something really cool. And the, the lab assistant comes over to look at the baby that the doctor is talking about in showing you something cool and then the doctor the abortionist taps on the baby's chest and the heart begins beating and now you have life and now the technician is looking at that saying oh my gosh that is a beating viable living baby that is not uh, uh, fetal tissue that is that is not a Volkswagen bug that is a human life right there uh, yeah a tiny, innocent human life. And now she's cutting its face apart so that she can extract the brain, and she wants me to help. 
That was some of the sickest, most demented, evil stuff I've ever seen. And they showed the baby up close and personal. They didn't show cutting the baby, at least in, in the video that we played. Um, but I don't know how you look at that. You say, okay, Planned Parenthood's fine. Abortion is fine. I, I don't know how this didn't end it. We're, we're just too far gone as a society if that doesn't end abortion for all time. It's just really unbelievable. Yeah, I, I, and this may, you know, I, I hadn't connected this until you just started, you just ran through that whole thing. Maybe this is part of the reason lately I've just been like, whatever. Basically giving up. <laughs> I, Maybe. I, I've really been like, I felt that way lately. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I mean, I think partially, <laughs> to be honest, it's, it's also Donald Trump, uh, <laughs> um, along with other things. But mm -hmm. between the, the idea that, the American people can't react to some a, a, a being with a beating heart being right. killed, murdered, right in front and, of your and, eyes and really on in a video, torturous, awful, painful way. As they flippantly discuss it with while they're eating salad. Yeah. And at the same time, to me, of course, the only answer to that sort of nonsense is a real, a real constitutional conservatives who care about life, and then that seems to kind of be going away too. And you just sit there and just like, you know, why do I even bother? Why do I even try? Yeah. You get to that point. It's easy to get there, and maybe that is it. I, Might be. It's hard to imagine that if we started this, we go back two months, three months, and we say, imagine what would happen in the abortion debate if they caught on film a doctor tapping a heart, watching it beat, and then oh killing my the baby anyway. You would absolutely think, say it would end abortion. Oh, my God, yeah. It'd man. be over Im immediately. Not to mention. Now I mean, nothing. And again, shooting, nothing. talking about shooting for small things, the, the organization that's doing it is still receiving money? Right. We're only talking about funding this organization. We're not right. even talking about making abortion illegal. I mean, I am, and you are, and Jeffy is, but you're t the, the, the debate in general is just like, I don't know, should we give these people free money or not? Ah, I don't know. They're killing a bunch of babies. Sure, let's keep doing it. When that is where you and are. that's kind of where Trump is. It's well, kind of where Trump is. It's like, oh, we'll talk to him about it. We'll see what happens. No. Uh, no. 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 Uh, would you talk to Mangala about some of the research he's conducting and fund <laughs> that some and of not it was the rest very of it? advantageous. I'm sorry. They still get a lot of money from a lot of other places. Yeah. Just let's not give it any more from our government, please. Thank you. Right. Yeah. People, right. I, you're telling me. You know, uh, if they want to be privately funded. How about this? The Clinton Foundation. They sure. can step Thank up you. with their billions of dollars and give lots of money to Planned Parenthood. And then Parenthood. you can decide if you want to give the Clinton Foundation or they can funding be the first, murder. They can be the first to take some money from the Barack Obama Foundation. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Get those two together. We're going to have yeah. dozens Let of him billions fund it of dollars. To fund it, and then you guys can pay for all you all the uh, all that you want. It It'd shouldn't come from me. Shouldn't come from Pat. Shouldn't no, come from no, Jeffy. No. I mean, Jeffy doesn't pay taxes, but if he did, it shouldn't come from. But, I'm sorry, Jeffy. Again, you stepped over the line. Oh yeah, so, I did. Yeah. I apologize. Uh, we'll take a break here so we can edit that part out. <laughs> More Pat Stu. Very few Volkswagens uh, have beating hearts. No, <laughs> the only one I can think of. Not a lot of carrots. Furby the love bug. Is the only oh, one that has a beating heart? Well, I mean, it, it, it seemed to be a lot. It did. Way. I will say that. It did. Uh, Pat and Scoop. Uh, you know, today's publicists, today's marketing people have to be kind of careful because if they 
if they make one wrong move, uh, they're going to be blasted on social media. They're going to lose their jobs. Um, but the press agents of yesteryear uh, weren't really, eh, they didn't have to be so concerned. We weren't as politically correct. We didn't, uh, there wasn't as much publicity on these kinds of things. So people get, get pretty crazy and, and do almost whatever they wanted. So Metafloss has put together uh, the 10 craziest PR stunts throughout history. Kind of a fun list. Uh, at the top, Joyce Heth, the 161-year-old woman. P.T. Barman's treatment of Joyce Heth, a blind, paralyzed slave whose rights he'd purchased from another showman for a third of the asking price, stands as perhaps the single most despicable <laughs> incident in the history of PR. Uh, and that's, that's not easy to do. What? So the greatest... So he, he billed her as the greatest natu natural and national curiosity in the world. And she was, she was blind, she was paralyzed, and she was supposedly 161. Yeah, I knew and Joyce. She wasn't 161. She wasn't. <laughs> no, no, she okay. never hit 160. Right. <laughs> it says at the bottom, by the way, nurse to General George Washington, the father of our country. Oh, my gosh. Pretty despicable. And I'm going to go ahead and say I agree with this uh, analysis. Uh, no. Pretty I, despicable. I... I don't believe she was the nurse to General George Washington. Yeah, I don't believe Do much you? of the story. I don't no. believe she was 161 years old either. No. Yeah, but all right, I'll pay a penny to go see her. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, it's always a weird thing. When you're going to a circus to see someone who has some ailment uh, that is uh, disgusting, revolting, obscure, mm -hmm. weird... Uh, you don't feel good about yourself. I remember a friend of mine. Uh, what are you talking about? You don't feel good about yourself. A friend of mine went to go see, it was like the world's smallest woman or something. And, you know, again, one of the 50 world's smallest women working at carnivals around the country. Um, and went in there. It was in the world's smallest man. It tells a story. I think he paid a dollar. And you walk in and you kind of navigate through. And they're like, oh, this is going to be funny. He was with all of his friends. And then he turns the corner. And there's just this, you know, small... Uh, what we would call a midget or a dwarf, a really small one, behind like a glass encasement, just sitting there like smoking a cigarette. And so like, I can't believe you bastards paid a dollar to come see me. <laughs> and it's just you're standing four feet away from this other person, oh, who, by the way, we would all consider life, mm -hmm. would we not? Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, sitting there and just being like, just you, you son of a bitch. How dare you pay a dollar to just come look at me? Well, how do you feel about yourself, tall boy? I know um, someone that went to see uh, a, someone billed as the world's smallest human mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. went through, and there was a sign right next to the smallest human, no pictures, and he just snapped a picture with the caption, what is she going to do? Oh, <laughs> boo. <laughs> That's the thing. Come on. Yeah, it, it's like you feel, it, it seems okay until you're there. Yeah, and then it's not okay. Yeah, it's not okay. No, it's not. How about the Scopes Monkey Trial? Uh, Scopes Monkey Trial, undoubtedly an event, uh, major historical import, but it was also a publicity stunt. When Tennessee passed the Butler Act, barring evolution from being taught in public schools, the ACLU went looking for someone to challenge it. The town of Dayton, sensing a media circus that would surround a trial of this magnitude, rushed to find a pro-evolution teacher, landing eventually on Scopes. Dayton got the trial, and the town... Uh, was soon transformed by the attention. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Also, the Hollywood sign, uh, number three on the list, Harry Chandler, published, a publisher of the Los Angeles Times, built an expensive subdivision called Hollywood Land and paid $21,000 to make the sign as a way to generate interest for it. And it's lasted, and it's this big, 
yeah. landmark. I mean, it's the thing in ever Hollywood. since. Although there's no land anymore, they took the land away. Yeah, it did say right. Hollywood land it, at one it point. It did. Yeah, it did. Now it's just a Hollywood sign. Well, big deal. But it, it's weird how big that is, right? I mean, how how much of an attraction? Let's go yeah. see the Hollywood sign. Oh, it is though. When well, I was look, there, the I mean, was there driving through this mountains, or you driving through the hills there, you want to see it. You do, and I don't know why. I know. It's well, a, it's a sign that says Hollywood. Well, so. <laughs> I think the I think the issue of it is more than anything is because whoa that's the eighth wonder of the world no but it is a different a sign. sign I mean it's a sign that says Hollywood it's obviously different than normal and sign. it's iconic it's been in right. so many movies and, and everything I think that's you understand the reason, though yeah is that so many of these productions are in L A in Hollywood mm -hmm. and just like everyone else in the world they're lazy so they do all the uh, they're shooting around the area they're in. Right. And they, that sign is in every movie, so everyone from what the country What kind of lumber it. did they use in the letter D? <laughs> Whoa! I remember this from uh, what's the name, lady's name from CNN? Jeannie Moose isn't that her name? She's the guy, lady. She does all the quirky videos you see at the end of the hour. She's like, you know, whatever the the silly kicker story of the day is. She's out interviewing oh, people. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's funny because we worked at CNN all that time, and you watch those. About ninety percent of the interviews happen right outside of the Time Warner Center. Because that's where they are, and that's, that's the easiest thing. And it's not necessarily, uh, uh, you know, people, the average person on the street. It's the person walking by the Time Warner Center that answers <laughs> all the questions. Same thing with Jimmy Kimmel in Hollywood. Yeah. He's he's right across from the uh, the Chinese theater there. It's like it's the craziest part of Hollywood. Like like mm -hmm. bizarre characters down that road, twenty four hours a day. So his crazy interviews are not with the average person on the street. They're with the average crazy person who walks down that street. <laughs> And it is a little bit different. All right, uh, Ringley Brothers and uh, J.P. Morgan. 1933 congressional hearings regarding J.P. Morgan's role in the financial crash. Senator Carter Glass remarked that the proceedings had turned into a, circuit, cir a circus. The Ringling, Ringling Brothers Company, coincidentally in town, heard this remark and apparently interpreted it as an invitation. Their press agent was tasked with placing a dwarf on Morgan's lap, garnering a ton of attention for Ringley Brothers. Wow. <laughs> that is weird. That is really weird. That they, he went along with it. Uh, oh, you're right. probably pissed. Uh, number five, the uh, Guinness dumps bottles in the ocean. In 1954, A.W. Fawcett, Guinness's uh, PR man, got the idea to drop 50,000 sealed Guinness bottles into the ocean, each one of them sealed with a message. Guinness repeated it five years later, this time with 150,000 bottles. Uh, decades later, they're still turning up all over the world. That now, is of course, cool. that would be an environmental yeah, catastrophe. catastrophe. Yeah. What if a chokes on one of those bottles. Mm -hmm. What if a porpoise accidentally drinks the Guinness and gets drunk and then it starts swimming while he's drunk and runs into other dolphins and hurts them? There could be some serious accidents out there in the ocean. Uh, it'd just be a, it'd be a mad oh house to do that today. You, yeah. you, could not, you couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. I mean, no. we're not even supposed to put uh, release balloons into the air because right. fish are going to choke on them eventually. Now, really, the only people who are allowed to pollute the water are, is the EPA. EPA. The EPA is yeah, still allowed to do fine. that. They're they fine. can do whatever they want. Yeah. Um, how about uh, the uh, Torches of Freedom campaign? It was started by Lucky Strike, an attempt to <laughs> destigmatize the female <laughs> smoker. Oh, man, I love this. This is what Glenn's talked about uh, before with, um, what's his face, Bernays, isn't it? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. It started with Edward yes. Bernays, often called yes, the father of modern, modern public relations, got his secretary Bertha Hunt to step out of the Easter parade in New York City and light up. Ten other women in the crowd followed her lead, and a media frenzy has uh, uh, followed after that. Because uh, an ancient prejudice has been removed. I love that women aren't allowed to smoke. 
That's the ancient prejudice. Pattern. And now it's a torch of, it's not a cigarette, it's a torch of freedom. Torch of freedom. Torch of freedom, mm-hmm. that's what it is. Uh, the disappearance of Diedrich Knickerbocker. In the 1800s, papers could easily dupe their readership. Uh, for instance, uh, Knickerbocker described how he'd apparently disappeared without a trace. Knickerbocker was never found because he never existed. His manuscript was, in fact, by Ir- Washington Irving, who came up with a whole publicity stunt as a kind of a prank. That's kind of yeah. cool. You, you could never get away with that either today because there's too much information available. Yeah, although n- not too recently you could. I mean, I, yeah. I, there's a documentary, um, a 30 for 30 documentary on Sid Finch, the uh, pitcher who uh, could uh, throw 160 miles an hour uh, <coughs> that the Mets had signed. And, of course, they didn't actually sign him. But it was a cover story for was Sports Was that an April Fool's thing? It was an April Fool's thing. Yeah. It was the, the issue date was April 1. They had George Plimpton write a story about Sid Finch. It's a great little read or watch if you want to watch the documentary on it. Um, but, you know, of course, it was fake, and it came out pretty quickly that it was fake. But, you know, people believed it for at least, you know, when, when they, this is back in the day when Sports Illustrated released their cover story. It was a big deal. You know, that was the sports story of the week. Yeah. Uh, and People uh, should have known. 160 is a little bit of a stretch. It was. If you want to go to 120, maybe... Yeah. But 160? <laughs> yeah. When probably the world record is, what, 103? No, it's think? 106, 107. Is it that high? Chapman, the guy for Cincinnati, wow. does his average pitch is over 100 miles an hour. His average pitch. Oh, you're kidding. This guy's unbelievable. I didn't, I didn't know that. It's so weird. 100 and miles an hour average? Average. His average fastball. Because I just I, I just looked up Verlander because Justin Verlander was just I, I just saw him in Houston. We went to, down to an Astros game a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I, I, I you know heard what a bad year he was having, but he was on that night. He played, he's been pitching he, really well lately. He just shut down the Astros, and every pitch was 95, 96, and I thought, wow, he's throwing pretty well again and as the game wore on he got faster mm. so i looked up his average pitch and it was only like 95 and a half miles an hour yeah this guy's at, over at 100 peak. yeah that's amazing amazing isn't it i mean oh, that bad boy's moving what's his name what's his first name i want to say it's a i don't know why adronis and blunt drawing a blank on it adroyus chapman some aroldus chapman is he from here where is know. he from? I don't know where his. I don't know his another background. country. But he came up and he was kind of like, oh, kind of a sideshow his first year, and everyone's like, wow, he could throw over 100. And you just like the crowd gasps because you just see 103, 104 on the gun, like pretty That's regularly. Crazy. And I want to say he hit 106 or 107 on one pitch. Oh I, my I can't remember gosh. exactly what it was. Maybe one of 105. So is it official? 105. Is it? It's official. It's an official 105 I mean, I mile saw the pitch. pitch. I've seen the pitch. But you, you look at him, wow. he was in the All-Star game, and now he's been the closer for Cincinnati for several years, and his numbers are fantastic. They were talking about trading him at the, at the trade deadline. I'd sign this guy. Oh, forever. I'd give this guy a fortune. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't have one of those motions either that looks like it's really rough on the arm. He's a pretty smooth motion. He just blows it by everybody. I don't even think he, he might throw another pitch, but I've never seen him throw another pitch. This, wow. this particular story that I just clicked on from a pit speeds for Adroyas fastballs yesterday, and it list them all and the average is 102.1 oh my god <laughs> oh my gosh i remember that is unreal and this is normal i mean like i remember 102.1 yeah there's a few pitchers now that can crack 100 and i remember growing up there was nobody who could do it right no i mean it was like right. the right oh, right. oh my gosh so the big time pictures were really struggling yeah, like, to break that 90 I mean, and it was a big deal to make that 90 on, nobody, I mean, he's pushing 100 how do you catch up to a 104 mile an hour fastball 
You've got to swing before he lets it go. I mean, look at his stats. He's averaging unreal. He's averaging almost two strikeouts an inning. I bet. And he's a closer, so he probably only pitches one or two innings. Yeah, one inning. One inning. One inning usually. And his ERA is under two every year. Jeez. I mean, Why are we talking about be, trading him? You wouldn't need seriously. another pitch. I, you oh seriously God. wouldn't. But if you, of, if you had another pitch. That guy could pitch for another 15 years. Yeah. You know, you've got I a mean, slider that's 85 miles an hour. That's 20 miles an hour slower than your fastball. You, you could never hit this guy. Yeah. I, I don't know how people do it. I, don't, I honestly don't know. I mean, almost nobody does. But like, of course, this is a wild detour from where we were. It is, but I mean, it's <laughs> the same. Still, it's fascinating. All right, fine. I'll move on. <laughs> uh, Missouri, uh, Kansas, Texas, strange crashes in our next uh, PR uh, yeah, situation. Yeah, Business was flagging on Missouri-Kansas-Texas Railroad, so its PR agent decided to stage a train collision. Oh, man. To generate publicity. Oh, jeez. Three people were killed. It worked. Several dozen were burned by shrapnel, and oh. the event's official photographer lost his right <laughs> eye. Yeah, it worked Never because, I mean, they, they, they advertised it, and they wanted to get some That's people, bad. and then, like, 40,000 people showed up. I mean, just a mass amount of people showed up to see this crash. So they knew the crash was coming? Yeah. Well, that's what the whole point was. So it wasn't like they staged it to make it look like a terrible incident. What did they, they think no, was going right, to happen? They wanted people to come and, and well, they just figured it would be a crash. And, uh, and nobody would be hurt? Yeah. That's bizarre. What Very year was bizarre. that? Oh, Do wait. You know? Find out what year, would you? Uh, then there's the War of cur Currents. Um, of course, uh, Glenn has talked about this quite often. Thomas Edison uh, rivaled Barnum for his ruthlessness when it came to PR. Uh, he, he couldn't tolerate competitors. He and George Westinghouse invented two different forms of electricity around the same time. Actually, it was, it was Tesla's form, but Tesla worked for Westinghouse when he uh, did it. And so Edison embarked on a campaign of destruction, publicly electrocuting dogs and horses with Westinghouse's alienate, uh, alternating current. So he used uh, ACDC uh, to tr try to, to show how dangerous right. that electricity was. Because it killed people, or at least dogs and mm. cats, and then and tops of the elephant was probably the the peak of this, uh, yeah. where they they also poisoned him. By the way, I don't know if I knew that. 1902, Coney Island got he had trampled a person, trampled someone, so they decided to execute him and brought in the electricity and poison to do it. While some spectators, mostly journalists, watched as it happened. Jeez, we actually made a didn't we make a Topsy shirt? No, I don't know. I think we made a Topsy shirt have. at one point. Might have. Glenn wanted a Topsy shirt. But uh, Topsy, uh, they killed him uh, oh, through no. ele electrocution yep. to show how dangerous oh, no. the uh, current was. So Yeah, the, the train crash, Oof. I remember now, I was reading a little bit about it, it was in 1896. Okay, it had so, to be. And the they advertised it, so they brought in all these people. They said uh, they were charging people a reduced rate, uh, two bucks from any location in Texas to come, come and watch this crash. But they didn't expect that um, the um, boilers would explode. Uh, the trains crash. I hate when that happens. I know, I know. You know, you, so, you, you plan a good train crash, mm -hmm. and then you forget and then about something the unexpected happens, and you, things blow up, and sure. shrapnel kill a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. Sad. Oh, all of a sudden, it was fun until somebody got hurt. Right, right. No, literally, right? somebody lost an eye. Literally, <laughs> lost an eye. Some others lost, like beating hearts. <laughs> so.
welcome back to the program. Thank you. It's I'm good Stu. I'm this Pat. This is Pat. Yeah. And that's the reverse order of the names that you hear on the show every day. Plus, there's, uh, you know, nah, you don't care. Ugh. No, it's me. Nah. Look at that. Ugh. What are you talking about? Look at, look at that. That's horrifying. <laughs> what kind of freak would look that way? Mm. It's horrifying. We love you, though, Jeffy. I mean, not, no, we not in any real way. What kind of freak would say that? Well, Stu. it's kind of in the way of... That was weird. The, the untruthful way. <laughs> <laughs> is the way I'd say. Um, uh, we talked about this a little bit on radio, which I think is a fascinating story. Can Google, with a couple of tweaks, win an election for a candidate? The answer is yes. The answer seems to be yes, and there's actual, there's actual research behind this, academic research. It's fascinating, because you'd think... Maybe in the end they wouldn't be able to. Yeah. But, you know, when you get into the research, mm -hmm. it's like, okay. Yeah. Um, so the way they go through, it's a lengthy article. We'll post it uh, maybe on our Twitter uh, feed or whatever, um, at Pat and Stu. But 50% of our clicks go to the first two items when we search something on Google. So about half the time you're clicking on one of the first two things. Has anyone, by the way, ever used the I'm feeling lucky feature on Google? Not ever. Have you ever I, I, I don't even it? know what it means. What what happens? It, it, it just launches that. you into the first link, so oh, it saves you a click, okay. and right. it just skips and goes no, into I've, the first thing. I see. I've never even done it to find that <laughs> Have out. Have you ever done it? I've only done it once, and it did, wasn't what I expected, so I moved on. Um, what did you expect? I expected to get lucky. It <laughs> <laughs> was like an Ashley Madison thing, is what you thought <laughs> it was going to be. Is it okay. still on there? Is this the whole, can you still do? I'm feeling lucky. I actually is that I don't, how the whole page I looks don't like? think so. Yeah, I think it's there. Wait, is, am, is I feeling I've never, lucky I've gone never now? used it. I've never, I've never actually used you know, it. You know, now I want to track this down. And is you know, I feeling lucky gone? What's pretty amazing about Google is how simple it is. I mean, yes. it is the simplest yeah. website probably ever devised. You go to, it's got a space there to type something in, and then it says Google. Look how far they've colors. You know, I was watching. That's it. I was walking by the some. My wife was watching some old episode of uh, Sex in the City, mm -hmm. and they're talking specifically about uh, the search engine and going to uh, Google.com and everything. And it's like, let's Google it. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's where we're at. Where we're at? Just shut up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was really strange when I first heard about it in, what, 97 right. or 98 or whatever it came out, 99. Uh, and because I was using Lycos at the time or, or Ask Jeeves or whatever. <laughs> and somebody said, you should really try this new it's thing Google. called uh, Google. I'm, I'm feeling like, lucky. Google, that sounds stupid. It's still there. And look at it. It is still there. Yeah. It is still there. Comes up on my screen. So. I'm feeling lucky. So what happens Let's anyway with this, so, okay, 50 with this for, search? So you search for something. You search for Jeffy. Uh, the fir you're going to click one of the two things, the first two things, about half the time. And on that first page of results, you're going to get about 90% of your clicks are going to go there. Right. So it's, you know, basically, that first page rules the world. Right. Um, and so they, the researchers went through and tried to figure out how much is this actually influencing people um, in their d decisions as far as elections go. Um, they ran an experiment in 2014 with 2,000 eligible voters uh, throughout India. So this is the biggest democratic election of all time, supposedly, uh, 800 million el eligible voters. Mm -hmm. Even here, with real voters who are highly familiar with the candidates who are being bombarded with campaign rhetoric every day, the researchers showed that search rankings could boost the proportion of people favoring any candidate by more than 20% or more than 60% in some demographic groups. Um, now, they ran the, the same type of um, experiment here in the United States, each group uh, had access to 30 search results, all the same. They made a, like, a look-alike 
Google site called Kadoodle. And they put the same uh, sites up there and just reordered them and asked people questions and said, hey, go do your research. So when the participants were done searching, they asked questions about the candidates. On all measures, opinions shifted in the direction of the candidate who was favored in the rankings. Trust, liking, and voting preferences all shifted predictably. When they did these in the United States, they were able to boost the proportion of people who favored any candidate by between 37 and 63 percent after one search session. Just one. Um, kind of amazing. I mean, that's huge. When you talk about most of our elections are, you know, moved by a point or two. I mean, that's really I mean, even Obama, who mm-hmm. won fairly handily over Romney. Was what was the difference? Four points. In that election? Ish. I mean, even a blowout in the McCain uh, situation with, I think, eight points? Mm-hmm. Something like that, six or eight points? So, you know, to be able to move it 37% uh, a lot. is a lot. And it's because people... Enough are, to swing the election. Oh, yeah. And this is where people are going. They're going to Google. Imagine doing it just in one state. You have a particular swing state where you were to reorder them in a specific way. And they go through scenarios they think where this could actually happen. Um, this is kind of interesting as well. We didn't get into this on radio. The Western Union scenario. Google's executives decide the best, which candidate is best for us, which a lot of people could plausibly see happening. And, um, and they fiddle with search results, uh, results uh, accordingly. There is precedent in the United States for this kind of backroom kingmaking. Rutherford B. Hayes, the 19th president of the United States, was put into office in part because of strong support by Western Union. In the late 1800s, Western Union had a monopoly on communications in America, and just before the election of 1876, the company did its best to assure that that only positive news stories about Hayes appeared in newspapers nationwide. Mm. Wow. Can you imagine what a scandal that would be today? Mm -hmm. Um, It also shared telegrams sent by his opponent's campaign staff with Hayes' staff. I mean, they really went for it. Perhaps the most effective way to wield political influence in today's high-tech world is to donate money to a candidate and then use technology to make sure he or she wins. Um, that's their scenario number one. Uh, second scenario is a rogue employee at Google who has sufficient password authority or hacking skills makes a few tweaks in the rankings, uh, and the deed is done. In 2010, when Google got caught sweeping up personal information from unprotected Wi-Fi networks in more than 30 countries, um, the entire inter- operation was blamed on one Google employee who was not fired and is still there today. Jeez. And well, then the third. Because he went to a little re education class and it's okay. Is that there right? You go. Yeah, I mean, okay. but as right. Pat reminded us of earlier, uh, Eric Schmidt told us that it wouldn't happen. Right. You know, Their company don't worry culture about it. Don't worry is just it. so pure. Couldn't. So, I mean, you know what their slogan is uh, don't do evil, don't be evil. <laughs> right. So they can't. Because it's their slogan. Don't be evil. Hello. Well, I was going to do uh, I can't. <laughs> ah, that's I right. The company evil. slogan. Yeah. Oh, if I could just. Oh, if I could just embezzle fun. No, I can't. I can't. I can't be evil. Just be evil. Right. Yeah. Well, the thing is, the problem with that scenario is when your uh, employees identify Republicans as evil. Um, so <laughs> right, they say, true. well, what's the other thing to do? To be good, I would mm-hmm. support the Democrat and help heal that society, and that should happen. That would happen. The other one, by the way, is just in, in the algorithm. Mm-hmm. It might um, favor, because of just the way the algorithm's written, no, no nefarious uh, intent. But mm-hmm. just the way the algorithm is written, it could misinterpret uh, organic traffic or whatever to promote positive stories about, let's say, Hillary Clinton. And, uh, or if you go to, you search right. Marco Rubio, maybe a negative result is the first result. And when half the, res- the clicks go there, look what happens. Right. 
Is organic traffic traffic that hasn't been treated with pesticides? Yes. Yes. Um, All right. We'll see more of that uh, fun stuff. By the way, we're, this show is 67% organic. organic. Uh, Pat and I have not been treated with pesticides. We make jokes. Yeah. Oh, actually, no. I've, well, I've had herbicide. Okay. Uh, I've had herbicide. Yeah. I've, drank, I've had a little bit of herbicide. That's true. I've never had pesticide. Back. We're just hearing about some pains, aches and pains. <laughs> well, you know, we talked a little bit about shoulder a, last month or something. A month ago, when I tripped and fell, and mm -hmm. you know, I kind of hurt myself. But I went to the doc, to the hospital. They said nothing broken. Did but you get it really an MRI? Hasn't healed. It hasn't no, healed. No, just uh, they just took X-rays. So it hasn't healed right. Still mm -hmm. aching. I can't. You know, it's not strengthening up. So it's going to go get an MRI. So mm -hmm. go to go get an MRI this past weekend. Except. They've, the tubes at the MRI Oh my gosh, machines. they're confining. Is it yeah. you can't breathe in there because I'm claustrophobic? Well, and it's tough to get in. Wait, are you saying it's you tough to get in there? Are you saying you wait, don't wait, 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 wait. fit it's in tough. the MRI machine? I'm just saying it's tough to get in. <laughs> they can't get you I was in. Laying, I've had wait, MRIs wait. on my legs before, but that was legs first. But now you when the shoulder goes in first, I have, wow. you know, they have the shoulder You're brace. You're too So I'm laying there, fat they, I'm laying there and they give you... I'm laying there, and they give you the, the <laughs> little button to push if you're in trouble. And then she goes, uh, you may have to lift your shoulder up a little bit to get in the tube, uh, the, the other, you know, the, your, your, your left shoulder. So when she starts moving it back, I got to go like this. Oh, man. Just to get in the, oh, just to get in the tube. Oh, and, and that tube is tight. Oh, I know. I know. It's tight and, for a normal-sized person. And so there's no way I'm in that thing for 30 minutes. No way. I was like, you need to back this thing out. Back this thing <laughs> now, out. How, how, what is the capacity for fat? Well, she asked me when she called. She asked me, do you weigh 850 pounds? 850? And I was like, and I was like no. Come on. I was like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't weigh They say that's pounds. the cutoff? No, 350 in real life. Oh, 350 okay. in real life. And I don't All weigh right. 350. But you are close enough that it... Well, I mean, I'm I mean, big boned, and that thing is small. <laughs> Oh, that thing is small. So you essentially were like the filling of a sausage inside of this tube. Is that how? <laughs> no. So what, no. What do you, what do you have to do? How, how they have an open MRI, which you know I've had done yeah, before. Open so, MRIs are what I do. Obviously, you know they're not open the next day. They got to right. wait. So they reschedule. It's just. Just some, can someone Photoshop Jeff? He's stuck in an MRI, please. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> <I> do that. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs>